sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. The mass is like an iceberg. There's a lot more going on under the surface than you might realize. Or actually, it's like an inverted iceberg and we're underneath. And there's a lot more above the surface that's going on than we realize. What the heck do I mean? You'll find out in this episode of Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's um, vague and weird opening topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined in studio once again by one of my regular co-hosts, Renee Kranz. Hey, Renee. Hello. I was trying to figure out what an inverted iceberg yeah, looks like. Yeah, there you go. Like. Exactly. That's that's like, exactly you can, the image that I have. You, uh, uh, yeah, probably not. Yeah. Here, right up here. Yeah. Inverted. Pause the video, zoom in. So we're going to talk about the, we're going to talk about liturgy more broadly here. Uh, but, but again, it, I, I, I was trying to figure out, but I couldn't make a, my, my first thought was, um, you know, I oftentimes quote uh, the Princess Bride as part of Ignition. Um, you, you keep do. using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> um, there's a lot more going on here than you realize, but mm-hmm. that's not actually the line from there is a lot more going at mass than we realize. Yeah. And, I, and I want to just pull back the curtain a little bit. Um, but I do think the idea of an inverted, um, for reasons that we'll explain, an inverted ice, ice, iceberg, not cube, not I cream. I feel like a regular iceberg works. No, you'll see. No, no. Because you're sitting in the boat just looking at the yeah, top no, of that. No, I know, I know. And it's all underneath. But we're underwater. It's inverted. We're Why underwater. are we underwater? Uh, you, okay. I, I, you're going to be, Renee. Uh, you know why we're underwater. You just don't realize that you know. Okay. Um, I'm going to just trust you on that. <laughs> so, but we're going to start this episode by talking about Fortnite. Okay. <laughs> it's a game. It's an online game. Like it's a it's a game that uh, has consumed the lives of many a young man. Yes. Including, to some degree, my son Carl. Yes. Carl. And, and I and I don't know that from our conversation the other day. I actually do know that Fortnite is a game. Yeah. I'm not that lame. No, no, I know. I mean, I'm pretty lame. Maybe, but. maybe, maybe it's lame that we know what it is. I don't know. The Fortnite people will be like, "No, Probably. heresy." <laughs> uh, so my my Carl's my, my my Carl son, my son Carl, <laughs> Carl uh, plays Fortnite. It has not uh, consumed his life. Uh, he does enjoy it, um, but Fortnite is one of these games. It's um, a massive multiplayer online game. Okay. Uh, it's a game where um, people, wherever, in their homes, you, with the internet, they're all connected, and you can play with and against other people who are literally around the world. Mm-hmm. And I want to put this out there. As this is going to be analog, interesting. <laughs> as an analog for what happens in the mass. All right. Does Bishop know you're doing this? Bishop is going to love this. When he watches this episode, of I'm sure he'll be right on it. That's gonna be a teaser. That's a, that's a teaser. Yep. Iceberg Fortnite yeah. teasers. But let's look at the catechism. Okay, which is about much more concrete and less nebulous <laughs> in its language. So, um, to to kind of with sort of 
hoping piqued people's interest. Um, I want to talk uh, about what the mass is, frankly, what the liturgy in general is based on what the catechism tells us. Okay. Now, you and I have our long, ongoing series where we're, we're, we're slowly going through the mass and talking about It's called about meandering. It. Yep, we, yep. I normally say that. I was trying to not say the same <laughs> oh, word every time. Oh, we're saying it. That's fine. Um, and we've talked about some of these things a little bit before, but I want to spend more time with them. Okay. So this is the catechism of the Catholic Church. 1069, answering the question, what does the word liturgy mean? Renee, do you know what the word liturgy means? Do you have any idea what the word uh, liturgy means? I knew once, but you knew once, because yeah, my brain is forgotten. Isn't. Right, I've forgotten. Uh, see last week's episode. <laughs> By the way, do you know what today is? Today, today? No, this or episode. This, this is oh. episode 599. Wow. 599 Oh, episodes. so I don't get to be on 600? Nope. Wow. Nope. You're doing 600 by yourself, aren't you? I am. You're at a party by yourself. <laughs> I am. Uh, wow. That is not right. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's not right. I, I, I'm going to crash listen, your party. For for the big, for <laughs> I think for 400, for 500, we crowded this studio. Yes. We're going to, we're going to. I think calmer, I'm going to crash it. Calmer six. Stay uh, tuned. Let's see if I crash it. We'll find out next week. Okay. Paragraph 60, 1069. The word liturgy originally meant a public work or a service in the name of or on behalf of the people. So liturgy from um, liturgia, it's a Greek word. Oh, okay. Um, light, L-E-I-T, is the, the Greek word for people. Urgia is, means work. Okay. In Christian tradition, it means the participation of the people of God in the work of God. Okay. Liturgy, in the Christian traditions, litur liturgy means the participation of the people of God, that's you and me, in the work of God. So whose work is it? God, God's work. God's work, and we participate in it. Okay. It's not my work. It's not the priest's work. It's not the choir director's work. It's not the lector's work or the usher's work. It's God's work, and we all, all those people that I just named, and everybody else who's there at the Mass, we are participating in his work. 1069 goes on. Through the liturgy, Christ, our Redeemer and High Priest, continues the work of our redemption in, with, and through his church. Okay. Again, through the liturgy, Christ, our Redeemer and High Priest, continues the work of our redemption in, with, and through his church, the people of God, the family of God. Okay. So right there, this is already— and, and, Further on the Catechism, paragraph 1077 following, talk about the liturgy as the work of the Holy Trinity. So, yes, we have a role to play in the liturgy. We participate in it, but we are not the primary actors, the right. primary workers. God is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So 1077 and following, walk through with the Father, with the Son, and the Holy Spirit, how all three persons of the Trinity are active and at work at work in every liturgical action. Okay. And I just want to mention this real quickly. I think I mentioned this when we were in our series of the Mass. Um, liturgy in sort of common, liturgy became a really popular or common word in the Catholic churches, parishes after Vatican II. Uh, but the way it's used or has been used, even still to some degree, it tends to be equated with the Mass. But the Mass is not the only liturgy for yeah. the church. I was going to say, when you say the work of God, that doesn't seem like only mass. No, correct. There's a lot of other things. There are happening. a lot of other things. So, so liturgy refers to sort of the official public works of God within his church. So yes, the mass, but all of the other sacraments, 
um, the liturgy of the hours. The fact that the word liturgy is in there is kind of a hint. (laughs) This is the liturgy. Uh, things like funerals mm-hmm. and some of there are some of the other rituals that we do, but not everything. Uh, not everything. My personal prayer, um, uh, my conversation with God is not formally speaking liturgy. What about works of service to the poor? For the, not liturgy. Okay, right. So liturgy does refer <laughs> to um, the works of God for in and through His people, the okay. church. Right. Um, he is the primary actor. And we get to participate in this. Okay. That's something that I I think uh, we don't think about enough. Because, again, the way that we experience it, um, we're doing stuff. Right. right? When when you go to mass or when you go to a baptism, there are people who are doing things. And it sort of seems like, um, well, we're, we're the ones who are working right here right. priests work you know that's their right. their, their, their job is to say mass <laughs> uh yes we are working here even those of us in the congregation but we're not the primary workers well and i guess can maybe maybe this isn't the right way to say this so you'll have to kick me under the table if this is a bad thing <laughs> but a mass can happen without any people at it except for the priest absolutely all you need is a priest all you need is a priest so that should tell us it's really not about us right it's not so, right god doesn't need us there Right. So it, it is right. Correct. That is for us. It's, it's just for not about us. us. But right, right. Yeah. It's about it's about, first and foremost, it's about him. Yeah. In the liturgy, we're giving praise and glory to the Father through the Son by the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit. And he in turn does bestow his blessings upon mm-hmm. us. But again, it's 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 his work for our sake, but our part is first for his glory. Mm-hmm. To glorify him. Not because it, and we've talked about this before, not because he's an egomaniac. Right. <laughs> uh, but because we, as creatures, as as creatures, we worship. Right. We worship something. We just want to worship the right thing. Yes. The only thing that's really worthy of worship, which is God Himself. Yeah. Some people do worship Fortnite. That's a whole another conversation. Um. So, all right, are you with me? I'm with you. Any connection yet to the iceberg of Fortnite? Well, you know what the Fortnite connection is. Any connection to you know, what? What does this have to do? That with we're icebergs? underwater. Hmm. We're inside a church. I don't know. Oh, all right, all right. I'm I'm not catching that part. I That's guess. fine. That's fine. So we're gonna move. We're gonna jump ahead in the catechism, um, paragraph eleven thirty six and following. Answer the question: Who celebrates? So based on what I've said already, who celebrates the liturgy? Renee, do you think the priest? Based on what we just said, uh, everybody. I don't know. God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we participate in it. It's his work, and we participate in it. Do you remember that? We can, you know, from two minutes well, ago. <laughs> however, however. So See, a lot of people are with me right now. They They're are. like, yeah, they I didn't are. catch that either, Renee. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's So, um, but you you are, you are still right. Again, we do celebrate it. But we're not, we're not the prime. We right. celebrate it by participating in the, the action of others. That is God. So liturgy is an action of the whole Christ, the catechism says. Those who even now celebrate it without signs are already in the heavenly, heavenly liturgy where celebration is holy communion and feast. So we have the celebrants of the heavenly liturgy and the celebrants of the sacramental liturgy. Okay. This is the, the two headings here in this next section. The book of Revelation of St. John the, the that's the book of the Bible that freaks a lot of people out. The Antichrist, the beast, the number of the beast. Um, 
all those things. What the heck's going on? The book of Revelation of St. John, read in the church's liturgy, first reveals to us, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne, the Lord God. It then shows the lamb standing as though it had been slain, Christ crucified and risen, the one high priest of the true sanctuary, the same one who offers and is offered, who gives and is given. Finally, it presents the river of the water of life flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, one of the most beautiful symbols of the Holy Spirit. So who are the celebrants of the heavenly liturgy? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But, 1138. These are the ones who take part in the service of the praise of God, so the participants, mm -hmm. and the fulfillment of his plan. The heavenly powers, all creation, the four living beings. So the four living beings around, beings around the throne mm -hmm. of God, the, that, that's sim symbolic for all of creation. Okay. So again, who's taking part in the heavenly liturgy? The heavenly powers, so it's the angels. All creation, the servants of the old and new covenants, that's what the 24 elders symbolize. The new people of God, that's what the 144,000 symbolize. Especially the martyrs slain for the word of God and the all-holy mother of God, the bride of the lamb, and finally, a great multitude which no one can number. 1139, I've underlined, it's, a, it's one sentence, I've underlined this whole sentence. It is in this eternal liturgy that the Spirit and the Church enable us to, part, enable us to participate whenever we celebrate the mystery of salvation in the sacraments. I'm going to read that again. Okay. It is in this eternal liturgy that you read about in the book of Revelation that the Spirit and the Church enable us to participate whenever we celebrate the mystery of salvation in the sacraments. Um, when we think about the Mass, I think it's like Catholics who know their faith a little bit. Okay, we the real presence, right? We're in the midst of this mm -hmm. Eucharistic revival. That's really Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like Catholics who... who um, who understand their faith, study their faith a little bit more, um, understand that the bread is not actually bread, the wine's not actually wine. It looks like bread and looks like wine, but it's in fact Jesus Christ, body, blood, and soul and divinity. So the real presence. Um, Catholics who've studied a little bit more uh, often m might know that at the Mass, Jesus's passion, death, and resurrection, those civic events from 2,000 years ago, are represented in our midst mm -hmm. for us to participate in. Right. But in my experience, a lot of Catholics who might know, like what I just said, my, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we've really, um, we've really pondered the significance of what that means. Mm -hmm. Again, 1139 from the Catechism. It's in the eternal liturgy of heaven. It's in the heavenly liturgy that the Spirit and the Church enable us to participate whenever we celebrate the mystery of salvation in the sacraments. This is, you know, last week I talked about the bug surface, yeah. sur uh, skimming over the surface of water. Um, this is a thing where, again, we, I think we need to stop and ponder what this means and pray about what this means. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm going to give, I'm going to give an initial answer. Um, but as, as we're listening to this, we're just in the early, the early weeks of, of Lent this might be something for people as we continue through Lent to really ponder and pray with. <clears throat> when you and I go to Mass at our parishes, or when we go to daily Mass, maybe at the cathedral, Jesus Christ becomes present, body, blood, soul, and the real presence. Mm -hmm. His, his um, sacrifice from 2,000 years ago, 
His passion, death, and resurrection is represented in our midst for us to participate in. And, and we are participating in the heavenly liturgy, which goes on forever, mm-hmm. as we read about in symbolic form in the book of Revelation. So this is where, to, and again, I think a lot of Catholics, yeah, yeah, participate in the heavenly, yeah, yeah. no, no, do you, <laughs> there's a lot more mm-hmm. going on than we, there's a lot more under the surface or above the surface then we realize. I see where you're going. Okay. <laughs> but I want to use the Fortnite example first. Okay. So let's say, and I remember the company, uh, Carl could tell me right now, whoever whoever the, the, the company that that uh, creates and sells mm-hmm. the game Fortnite, let's say that they're going to have like, they do seasons. Fortnite, they have seasons. So they kind of do a, a redesign of, of their game um, and they have a big unveiling. So let's say at company headquarters, They've got a massive, massive screen, and they've invited a bunch of people to come and participate in the, the this first um, game in the new season of Fortnite. So you've got a you've got a couple hundred people who are there at Fortnite headquarters, but it's Fortnite. So even if you're not necessarily at headquarters, you can join in, mm-hmm. just sign into your Fortnite account, and you can play along with. Mm-hmm. Where's the game happening, Renee? It's happening everywhere that it's, people are playing it. It's not just happening um, at Fortnite headquarters. It's happening everywhere that people are playing it. So this is... I just have this picture of of the church like plugging into heaven right now. Exactly. Precisely. (laughs) But we're not... So so it's not like... So I'm not using the analogy of... Okay, um, well, as we were recording this, we're before the Super Bowl. People are listening. It's not like the Super Bowl. Where you're just watching. I'm just watching something that's going on wherever the Super Bowl is this year. Vegas. Vegas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Vegas. Yeah. I'm not just watching what's going on in Vegas. Um, well, that, that's, that is what's happening when I'm watching the Super Bowl. But when my son Carl plays Fortnite, the game is, hap- is happening yep. in our house. Yep. And the house of every other, and in this, this, uh, this scenario, yeah. and in a particular way, of course, at Fortnite headquarters. Right. They're all playing it together. They're all playing it together. They're all playing it together. So Carl's playing the game is just as real as the people who are at Fortnite headquarters playing the game. Mm-hmm. And the same is true about our participation in the church's liturgy and what that means about the heavenly liturgy. Every liturgical action. My So this morning, so part of my personal prayer, um, like many laity, but certainly like the ordained and religious who have to pray liturgy of the hours, I pray morning prayer. Mm-hmm. When I pray morning prayer, I am participating in the heavenly liturgy, the worship of God through the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit that, that we just read about in the Catechism and that we read about in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. That's a real participation. I'm not just watching from afar. No, I'm there in the heavenly throne room, mm-hmm. praising God, glorifying God, thanking him for the abundance of his gifts uh, and receiving his grace as well. That Now, that happens most particularly in the sacraments, especially in the mass. But in every liturgy of the church, it's a real participation in the heavenly worship of God. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, again, I don't, I don't think we fully, again, it's one thing to intellectually know this, but there's a, there's a different level of yeah. uh, when, when you begin 
when you begin to really ponder and think about what this means. Yeah. So I've been throwing a lot at you. Yeah. Thoughts, questions, observations. So one of the things, and and again, this is always coming from Renee Kranz, so I have no idea if this is proper or right. But when when I first realized this, and this has been, oh, I don't know, seven-ish years ago maybe, that this is what's happening here. You So you realize you're, we're in the presence of Jesus because he's yep. present at the, but you're in the presence of God, the Father, yep. the Holy Spirit, the angels. I've seen these videos where they kind of yep. show the angels kind of sitting in mass with you, the yep. things we don't see yep. that are actually there. But it also dawns on dawned on me that any of my loved ones who are in heaven, you're also participating in mass with, with them. Yep. And you're, in essence, spending time with them, yep. whether you can see them or not. Yep. And that, I mean, okay, because it, sh- it should be enough that it's God, but because we're humans, we're, we like need the finite, the things we can touch, feel. And although we can't touch our loved ones, we could at one time. So there's this immediacy Yep. More so that kind of really makes it kind of come home and can make, I think, draw you in more. Yep. At least it has for me. So back to 1136 in the catechism, liturgy is an action, so to speak, of the whole Christ, the entire body of Christ. Right. Those who are in heaven and on earth. And the catechism doesn't spell this out, but I think it's a fair, I think connecting the dots, even those in souls in purgatory are participating in that heavenly liturgy. Right. Not with the immediacy of the soul, the souls in heaven, sure. But it's an action of the whole Christ, and they are part of the body of Christ yeah. as well. So our loved ones, if whether they're in heaven or still purgatory, right. um, and and we pray that they're one of those places, yes, um, yeah, that they're participating in the liturgy, and so they are, yeah. Even though we can't see them, mm-hmm. they we are with them, and even, and I know that we, I've seen some of those videos, and they they do make this point, but I, I think. For, for me, a fuller portrayal would be sort of when the mass starts, we're all sort of teleported to heaven. heaven. I was just going to say that, yeah, that would be more accurate. That's sort of like, or, or, or like it's a portal that opens. Uh, when mass begins, a portal opens and we are, as we're sitting here in our, in our parish church or whatever church or yeah, wherever mass is being yep. celebrated, a little chapel somewhere, um, this portal opens and we are actually in we we've now entered into again the heavenly throne room. right yeah so I, I when we're again um well for you when you hear that what's the in addition you've already given one beautiful answer to this question any other so what's like okay fine fine there's a lot more going on than i realize well i don't think i could say a so what to that <laughs> no i don't well i don't i don't how yeah, i don't know if so how might knowing this in a deeper way? How would that change our participation at mass? Oh, well, you should be as reverent as you possibly can be. You're you're standing in front of the throne of God. Really, is what you're doing. We should dress appropriately. <laughs> we should. I mean, we should yeah. do all the things. We should come prepared in, uh, in our souls and in our minds. Pay attention. I mean, there's. <clears throat> I mean, your mind's going to wander and stuff yep. too. But, yep. but if there's ever a reason to be reverent, it's to be thinking I'm s- literally in the throne room of God. What's happening here is not just what's happening in this building with right. four walls. Right. 
and my pastor, my priest, um, maybe with a deacon and us who are sitting here in the pews. No, no, no. There's a lot more going on. So yeah. with the well, so why did I invert the iceberg to to begin the show, Renee? Well, because there's only what what we can see is only a little bit. Yep. So it's an yeah. iceberg, but why yeah. is it inverted? Why are we under the surface? Uh, because the real thing is up there. Up there, yeah. I suppose that's that's yeah. that's all. I mean, that that the real we, we need to look up, not down. we need to look up. <laughs> um, we're we're on we are in a way underwater. We don't see clearly. What's going on? Yeah. What's above the surface and all its clarity and all its beauty is far more than we can possibly imagine. It's far more real. It's far more, yes. Than we imagine. Yep. yep. And we're, and we are participating. So when we come to mass, we are going, uh, if you will, above the surface. Yeah. Briefly. <laughs> and then we submerge again when we, as we leave church. Right. Right. Um, this is, so this is also, by the way, like the, the church is really clear that, Listen, and and this is you know uh, th- th- this is true, especially for those who are leading um, mm-hmm. worship, not just the priests, but all those responsible for the liturgy right. in whatever way. It's not ours just to do with whatever we want. Yeah. So you talked about how we um, our personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. We 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 should be again going back to what you said. We should be participating as fully as we possibly mm-hmm. can. And if we so if I I'm a lector, right. When I go forward to the ambo, when I enter into the sanctuary, um, there's a way in which I'm drawing closer Mm -hmm. to the heavenly throne Mm -hmm. uh, to proclaim the word of God. I should be filled with fear and trembling. I'm not about to give some dramatic read, a performance of, of what we find in the Bible. I am standing in the midst of the heavenly throne throne room about to proclaim the words of the living God. Mm -hmm. And there should be an awe and a reverence when I do that. And it's not mine just to, you know, do with what I please. Now, as elector, of course, this applies certainly in a particular way to those who are leading Mm -hmm. our liturgies, our priests, those who plan the liturgies. Um, it's not ours to do with whatever we want. Our right. primary task uh, is for, for all of us to pray with intensity, the mass, and to make it as beautiful and rich as possible. We want as much as possible for our experience of the mass to be as if it is what it actually in fact right. is, right. our participation yeah. in the heavenly worship. So am I entering in, so me personally, but if I have some role to play in leading or planning the liturgy, um, am I doing everything I can so that those of us who are present can enter um, into the beauty and the glory of what we're doing? I yeah. think that's that's sort of a, you know um, that that fear and trembling yeah. thing that, yeah. that I talked about. Yeah, even even are we responding the way we are supposed right. the way we're requested to do so yeah. during mass? I mean, that's God's asking us. It's the church asking us to yep. do that. That's God. It, it is it is yeah. indeed God. Yeah. So. Um, just as, as we go to celebrate Mass, ponder this, pray with this, and remember we're standing before the heavenly throne of God. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Thanks, Renee. Thanks. And folks, that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any questions about today's episode or ideas for future, for future episodes. Until next time, may God bless you.